philosophy Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good evening, good evening. It's a lovely Monday. It's a lovely Monday right here on the Am I Worth the Time show with Stevie B. And we have in studio with us 
JP. What's going on, John Powell? Good evening, good evening. Man, how your day been? It's blessed, blessed. Well, good, good. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you see the young lady on the screen. If you're looking by Facebook, welcome to all of y'all that are tuned in on the internet. Our studio line number is 214-556-6239. We will introduce our young lady here in a moment. But before we do that, you know we always do a scripture and a prayer. And so that scripture, that's our yearly scripture right here on the Am I Worth the Time show coming from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21. I'm going to read it from the King James and the New Living Translation. Proverbs 18 and 21. And it simply says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let me say that again, the King James Version. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. New Living Translation says it like this. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Wow. And I got to ask that question. What have you said lately? Mm. What have you said lately that you're reaping the consequences? What have you said lately that you're reaping the consequences? What have you said that you're eating the fruit thereof? <laughs> A lot of times you hear the old saying, JP, don't stick your foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there too. And been a lot there. of and a lot of people are there right today. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you got your foot in your mouth. That's right. That's because right. you talk too much. You know that used to be a rap song we used to look to. We ain't always been saved. Mm -hmm. Listen, you talk too much mm -hmm. and you never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was another one. I need to find it in the queue. You got a big mouth. A big mouth. <laughs> People used to say that you had a big mouth. Okay, I'm going to stop. Because somebody's going to say, that's the gangster side of the preacher. That's it. That old man coming out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, what have you said? What are you, what is the fruit of your mouth that has come out of your mouth that you are eating right now? Mm, that's deep. Your pride didn't got in the way and you won't even apologize for it. You just, you, you're just eating it. You are suffering the consequences for cussing someone out or speaking negative or speaking bad about something, someone, or something. Mm. Right. Sometimes we even talk so much we say the wrong thing and can't even admit when we're wrong. And some things you can't take back. And some things, now that's yeah. it, John. Once it's out in the open, yes, that's sometimes it. it's out in the open. Yeah, you yeah. can't take it back. You know, a, a man's heart sometimes comes out in the wrong time. Wow. Wow. That's good. Boy, you're going to make me find mm. that chicken. Mm. You're going to make me find mm. that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. You got to learn how to hush your mouth. You got to learn how to hush your mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, let us say a word of prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and we're going to introduce our guest who's in the show today. 
And listen, it's, it's a fabulous and a great uh, opportunity to get in on what we are sharing and what's being talked about here today. Father God, it's in Jesus' name. We thank you today thank for you. your grace and your mercy. Uh. We thank you, God, for being so good to us, better to us than we can be to ourselves. Mm. And so, Father, we don't even know how to be good to ourselves, but thank you that you know how. Thank you that you love us when we don't know how to love ourselves and we can't love others. Thank mm. you, God, that you look beyond us and you love us. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And we know that there are many that are still struggling with what to do with Jesus. But we thank you that you sent your son. And so, Father, it's in Jesus' name. We pray for our listeners. We pray for our viewers. God, we pray for their homes. We pray for their children, God. We ask, God, in Jesus' name that you will bless them, keep them, and give them the strength that they need. But most importantly, God, help them with wisdom. The wisdom to, to speak and when not to speak. The wisdom to go and when not to go. The right way to respond to every circumstance and situation. Now, God, we pray for the protection of our children. We pray for the protection of our law enforcers, God. We lift them up to you. Our, 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 our emergency teams, God, we lift them up. Our first responders, we lift them up to you. Our military, we lift them up to you. Our school, we lift them up to you, God. It's in the name of Jesus, God. We pray, God, that you will send your spirit that will draw us to you. It's in Jesus' name we thank you. Is our prayer. Amen. 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 All right. Yeah. You know, I got to add on to that. Come on. I always got to go to the beginning of the, of the uh, chapter. But it says, a fool does not delight in his under in understanding. Mm. I'm going to close the book on that one. Where your, where your chicken at? But you, we got to get some type of understanding of these words that we say sometimes, right? Where mm. you say a fool. A fool. Does not. Does not delight in, in understanding. Wow. Mm. Wow. How many fools do we know? I, okay, we ain't going to start. <laughs> we ain't going to start. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show. We have a special guest. We have in studio right here. In we want house. you to share it on, on, on. If you're looking at YouTube, or if you're looking at Facebook, share it, share it. We have in studio right now Constable of Precinct 7 of Tarrant County, Sandra Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Constable Lee. Right. Yeah. Scholarship. I really appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. you. Thank you, Constable, for taking out the time to come and uh, share with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, Constable Lee has a scholarship program that is now available, and we're going to be highlighting, promoting uh, this scholarship. And so uh, we want to thank you and welcome you uh, for your work and for your time that they take out of your busy schedule to come be a part of us here on the Am I Worth the Time show. So tell us, tell us, uh, and I know John going to have some questions because he already tried to yeah, start. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading but, it. Go but, ahead. But before, tell us about uh, your scholarship program. My scholarship program, it is for first-generation college students. Okay. I was a first-generation college student. Okay. Uh, I worked in education for over 25 years or mm. 30 years. Oh, wow. Mm. And a lot of the kids I dealt with were what school district considered behavior kids. Okay. But those were some of the smartest kids I ever met in my life. That's right. Uh, and so 
once I went from Fort Worth ISD to Mansfield ISD, I became a truancy officer. And again, the students that I dealt with, they really didn't have the opportunity to go any further than what their families went. Mm. And so I promised them that when I got elected, that I was going to give back in some way, shape, or form. Wow. Okay. And this was wow. the first thing I did when I got in office was created this scholarship. Okay. The first year, not one person applied. Really? Not one person. And, and the only criteria, you give me a 250-word essay mm -hmm. about what was the hardest thing that you've been through and how did you come through it. Hmm. That's it. And not one person applied. And I just happened to be at the chiropractor one day. Mm. And this young lady, she was out of school. She was going to A&M, and she was home for the summer. And I said, I said so well, what are you doing right now? She said, well, I'm working, trying to earn some money. She said, because there was times when I was in school this year. I didn't have any food. Yes, right. <clears throat> and That's right. So I said, you know what? You meet all the criteria for my scholarship. Okay. She graduated from Mansfield Lake Ridge. Uh, she was going out of Precinct 7, but like I said, no one had applied. And so not only did I give her that scholarship, I continued to give her mm. money until she graduated. There you go. Oh, wow. And, and she actually graduated in December, and she sent me an actual letter after she graduated. Okay. And so uh, I keep that letter with me because it, I won't say it keeps me grounded, everything keeps me grounded. Uh, I tell people all the time that 2016, God took me to my knees. Mm. And when I came up, I knew it was time wow. to make a difference. Wow. If, if I had to stay in Fort Worth, I was ISD, I would have still been a teacher assistant. Mm. But I would, I would have never quit. Right. So wow. They came to me one day because I got into it with a co-worker. And they said, you could either quit or we're going to fire you. Well, I knew they oh, couldn't wow. fire me. They didn't have enough. But I said, you know, you work hard. If they don't appreciate what you do, I'll take my skills somewhere else. That's right. Wow. And That's good. I went to a couple of school districts. They turned me down. They said, give it a time. Give it time for this to clear off your record. But I went to Mansfield. And the campus was uh, First Lady Crane's campus. Okay. Uh, okay. In, okay. In, in 2006. Okay. And uh, the principal at the time, Mr. Gray, said, you know what, I'm going to check it out and see. He called me the very next day and said, you got the job. Mm. Two years later, I was a truancy officer. Wow. Okay. And from that, I was able to get out in the community and see why our students were truant. Right. Because we all know a lot of our kids would love to be in school because that's the only time they eat. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only time they get any love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I used to tell our schools all the time, we need to see why these kids are truant. Wow. You know, not just foul cases on them and right. take, try to take money that they don't have. Right. And yeah. so those 12 years of a truancy officer got me into politics. Okay. Uh, I started seeing when I would file my case in the court and the judge, it was like the richer the student, the less punishment they had. Okay. And okay. so I ran in 2014 for JP, and I barely lost my first time out. So I just said, you know what, for us to be the, we have to be the change that we wish to see. So uh, when I ran for constable, I wasn't law enforcement at all. Matter of fact, at 59, when I got elected, I had to go to the police academy at 59. Mm. Wow. So when I tell people God has me here, mm. he wow. has me here. Mm. Good he, God Almighty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Wow. Uh, and, mm. and two weeks before I graduated, my dad passed. Oh, man. And I remember burying him on a Saturday. 
I had to come back that Tuesday and take the academy finals, mm-hmm. passed it. Had to come back that Friday and take the state exam. Mm. And when I looked at that exam, I was like, there is no way you're finna pass this exam. Wow. And I came out of that exam. I said, ah, you'll, you'll pass the next time. And I go into the room, and she gave me the thumbs up, and I passed. Mm. Wow. And so. Uh, Look at God. Look at God. Yeah. Mm. And, that, and that's, that's why I, I tell people, you, you, you can't touch me. If, if, when I tell you that God has me here, yes, there's ma'am. nothing you can do unless he wants me gone. That's it. For the community in more ways than that scholarship. Because when I became constable, I was making $33,000 a year. Mm. So now as constable, it's like a hundred grand more. Mm. So I just got all this money now that I can just put back into the community. Right. You know, because right. I had a good life before I became constable. So uh, I can just use that money to give back. And so that's what I try to do. Wow. Last year, I gave away three scholarships. Okay. Only three people applied. So I said, why not give all of them a scholarship? That's it. Right? That's it. So uh, that's. That's what that scholarship is about, making sure that our kids have the opportunity to go as far as they can in life. That's good. That is good. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show, if you're just joining us, we are talking with Constable uh, Sandra Lee, who has the uh, scholarship program that is available to you now. Uh, all you have to do is uh, actually, well, she's going to tell you, but all you have to do is you can call 817-291-4798 or you can uh, go to the Am I Worth the Time uh, page and you will see uh, Constable Lee Scholarship up where you can uh, get the information and where to send it and download and all that good stuff we got a caller coming in come on john go ahead john for me yeah hello you got a question no 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 okay come on caller hello how you doing hello everyone this is lady jackie holly bell and i just want to say comfortable lee you are the best thank you for your time I met Constable Lee at a uh, thing in the park over here in Stop Six, and I would just remind the cowboy hat that one of the officers had on. And I just said, man, if you drop that hat, I'm going to pick that hat up. And then I'm like, Cut I up. can't do that. Cut I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to I said, I can't do that. I'm in the park with all these police officers. So Constable Lee heard me ask about this hat, and, it, and she was – she didn't hesitate. She was just a woman in her word. She's like, I'm going to get you a hat. <laughs> I guess she's like, you ain't going to wear it. And they're like, yo, she's going to wear it. And so the next day, she's like, I got you a hat. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so she came to my job at the VA and presented me with that hat. And it was so, I was so honored that not only that she's a woman in her word, and her character shows because she was just, talking to people she was not sad off she made herself known friendly to everybody and it made an impact on me that we talked about people in office but now i see what those who really work actually give back to the community right. and she thought about little old me 
All and right. baby, I love my hat. <laughs> all righty, all righty, all righty. Well, so that that's a blessing because uh, <laughs> I think about little old you all the time, and little old you need to be sitting next to little old me right now. <laughs> I am I worth the time is missing Jackie Bell. Well, all right, thank but, you, Jackie but Bell. I just had to, I had to call in because she actually is a blessing to everyone she meets. She even in the park. She didn't meet a stranger. She talked to the kids. She she was in a sad. She did everything. And she didn't just come and do her thing. She stayed all day. We had some to come past that car. They stayed five minutes and they was out of there. Yeah. You know, yeah. but she spent her time even with the people in this community. She showed love. And this is not even her district over here. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we're going to ask we're going to ask Constable Lee. Constable Lee, tell us how those in the community can reach out uh, uh, to you about the scholarship. Well, they can actually call me at 817-291-4798 or they can reach me at Constable Lee scholarship at gmail dot com. but the easiest way to just to call me on my cell phone. Okay, that number again is 817-291-4798. Yes, sir. And they can contact to apply uh, Constable Lee uh, Scholarship. You can uh, go to Constable Lee Scholarship at gmail.com. Yes, sir. All right. Come on, JP. You got All problem. right. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Give me a little bit more about the first generation. Why first generation kids only? Well, I guess because I was one, okay. and, and and I think about my childhood, and uh, I just want to make sure that they have an opportunity. Because most kids who have parents with degrees are a little bit more established in some ways than a lot of kids that a first a lot of first generation college students are. Uh, Immigrants. Okay. Uh, they are sometimes lower income from lower income families. And I just want to make sure that they know there are people out there thinking about them. Okay. Uh, but I, I've given scholarships not up under that, but to other students that were not first generation. Right. You know, so I don't, I just do that out. But it's a lot of other scholarships I give to other kids that whether they parents are college graduates or not. See, that was my question because I got a daughter that goes to school. She's uh, up in Denton, and me and her mom, we both agreed. Mm-hmm. But we also want her to be able to get things on her own, right? Right. So a scholarship like this would benefit her as well, but she wouldn't qualify, qualify mm-hmm. because of the criteria. Right. So that was my main question, you know. She got to get... She, she got to get on her hustle, too, she right? <laughs> hey, you can't rely on mom and dad for everything, right? right. Sometimes they got this entitlement thing. That would be right. a whole other show. But right now, <laughs> I'm trying to break that entitlement thing. So a kid like that, right. that would, you know what, I would sit her down and say, hey, get this done. You know what, you're going to have to apply for this, right? right? So, But she wouldn't qualify, right? right? So what do you do for kids like that? Well, you know, like my I, dog. I think about my own kids. I, I put three kids through college. Uh, Wasn't it stressful? <laughs> 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 don't they need that scholarship too? They, they did need that scholarship. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what? Me and my husband, we one on we put the bill full time for. My daughter went on a basketball scholarship. Right. My older son started out, and 
he did some things I didn't quite like, so I told him that he was going to have to foot the bill himself. Okay. And he ended up going to the uh, Air Force, and they ended up paying for it. Right. But uh, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I guess that's just where my passions lie with those Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Like, I, get, uh, I deal with a lot of kids that maybe <clears throat> they didn't make it the first time around. Right. So now, you know, now they can see life. They know it's the struggle's real, you know. They out there getting an apartment, this and that, right? And now they're going back to school. They need scholarships too, right? But they're not attending college now. Mm-hmm. So what about them kids? Because they don't meet this criteria either. Right. And honestly, I have not thought about those students. Okay. I guess because I have been in education all these years. And right. I just think about the kids that's graduating from high school. Right. Or are already in college and getting ready to maybe move on to that four-year college from junior college. Uh, but you're making some great points. I never thought about it. But like I said, there are times if a child come and ask me for something, they usually would get it. A blessing. It. Right. Yes, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So there's not no real restriction, but this is just for this, for this scholarship. For that scholarship, right. yeah. But overall, we help. We we help anybody who needs help. Right. Yes, and, you know, that's the reason why, and I'm glad that you brought that up, uh, JP, because that's the reason why I share with people, because I, I sent the scholarship to someone. They said, well, that's Tarrant County only. I said, listen, right. Right. contact the place and let them tell you that. You might be the only one that put the thing in, and you never know how they will help you. Right. You don't never know what door will open, you know. I know what it says, but I'm sending it to you for you to at least contact. I ain't gonna. I don't know what's going on, but try. You right. Can, what, what? Let let the program. Let the people of the program tell you you don't qualify. Because right. you may be the only person that that put some in. And guess what? I heard her say earlier. Since the first year, there was nobody. There was somebody that they found to help. Well. Sometimes we don't know how to think outside the box. Okay, right? I got you. <laughs> and sometimes we got to teach the kids as well to think outside you. the box. And that's right? the way I was thinking. So you don't know. box yourself in. Like, yeah. I would put this at the airline, right? Mm-hmm. Because it would be amongst other scholarships as well. Right. So then they would have choices, right? So I think it's a great program. It's a great thing to do, right? And yeah. we can touch some kids, at least a uh, majority of kids that are in school now. Right. Right? Right. But, yeah, I, I deal with a lot of you or young adults, I may say, that are, um, you know, didn't have a good jump shot mm-hmm. or messed up the first time around. Well, you know, when I graduated, graduated from the police academy, I told the uh, administrators, I said, look, I will pay for mm. a student to come to the police academy every class. Wow. wow. I never heard back from them. Really? So, uh, I... <laughs> And, and like I, it's like sometimes I feel like I have to beg these kids to apply for this scholarship. Wow! Wow! Uh, I spoke at, we did a job fair at a, Bowie High School in Arlington, and I was telling these kids, I said, "Hey, I got this scholarship. I need for y'all to apply, you know." But it's like, for whatever reason, they don't want to put. It's a two hundred and fifty word essay. It's three four lines. I mean, if you really right. think about it, right? Uh, right. But I don't know. They are. Well, I think sometimes the kids are not the um, real decision makers, right? right. Sometimes we got to get to the parent or get to the uh, guardian, say the ones that's really helping these kids, right? Because that may help push them a little bit, right? right? Mm-hmm. So how can we get you some help to get to the parents to where they can push this program a little bit more? Well, I probably had this time about a hundred parents share that scholarship, mm. so it should be out this time. 
Okay. So far, I think I got about five or six uh, wow. essays in. So, uh, and I talked to some students last week, and they said they was going to get theirs in. And so, uh, I, and I think I kind of liked the fact that it was only three last year. Right. Because I was able to give them yeah. all. There you go. The, the, the That's good. Three That's blessings, good. right? Yeah. That's, good. And, uh, That's good. And I said, if it had been a lot more, I probably would have just gave the one out. But because it was three, you know. That's good. And the one individual who won it, he bought a computer for his friends at college so they could all use it, mm. which was even a bigger blessing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that scholarship touched about five or six kids right there. Wow. That's good. Uh, wow. So, you know, I tell people the story about when I was five and I watched my daddy run into a burning house to get the baby that was left inside. Wow. And from that moment on, even as a young kid, I knew it was my responsibility to help whoever I could. And, and and I would wonder why I had the life that I had. My parents, they married up to the day my dad died when he was 85. Wow. But it was still some things that happened to me. I was molested twice as a wow. child. Uh, and, and I was thinking not too long ago, I'm kind of glad that happened to me because it helped me become the person that I am today. That's right. It didn't kill me. That's right. You know, it frustrated me. Mm. But... I was able to also, when I go out to these kids' home, I'm able to look at it from a different perspective. What yeah. has happened to yeah. you yeah. that have made you this way? Yeah. Not yeah. just what's yeah. wrong with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's right. And I got so you. we, uh, I, I have, Breathe. This is there this is go. not a job to me. Take your time. Take your time. It's not. Uh, and I tell people all the time, I used to didn't cry, but I have become a big crier. I got Let you. it out. Let right. it out. Let right. It out. Because the struggle is real for people, and we have so many people out there who don't care. Yeah. That's right. You know, yeah. and we and we, when you talk about elected officials, uh, a gentleman I was talking to yesterday, he says, "Hey, you know, I know a company that will." bring elected officials on for $80 an hour to work Wow! security. And I said, I don't want that. I said, the people elected me to do this. I'm not here to make extra money. There you go. I'm here to take care of there what I'm wow. here supposed to do. And he kind of looked at me, uh, but my goal is to get into heaven. And I tell people that all the time. <laughs> and, and, and that's all my goal is now. People tell me I have a big mouth. But my mouth is only big when I'm standing up for somebody. Mm, there you go. You know, I got you. Usually I'm just sitting back, listening, shaking my head. Mm. But uh, when I decide to speak up, it's because I see the unjust that's happening to our kids and our families. And it's and they need more people to speak up for them. Yeah. And you know, you, you touched on good. something for me that was, um, you said in 2016 was a year for you. 2000, I said 2006, I'm sorry. All right, 2006. Okay. Uh-huh. For, for me, 2016 was a year for me, so oh, okay. I guess 10 years different. But was there ever a time you just felt like giving up? <laughs> you know what? No. Wow. Yeah, that's the right answer. That's good. Yeah, that's no. Good. Uh, and when I talk about 2006, he was showing me that it was time to do his will. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, I've always believed in him wholeheartedly always but i didn't really get out there and 
push it the way that I am pushing it now. You know, it was a time that, man, I used to cuss like a sailor. I started going to church. I stopped cussing and everything. <laughs> and, and I can tell people this about I'm me. I'm still that sailor. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want them to learn from what I'm right. going through. My, right. my friends say, why do you tell everything? I said, because somebody can get something out of it. Right. And, you know, at 61, I don't care what people think about me at this point. As long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the community, people are going to think good or bad no matter what you're doing. Amen. There's some Amen. people that's going to like you because you're doing good. There's some people that's going to dislike you because you're doing what's right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you can't worry about what people think about you. You just do what you need to do to make yeah. that change. You're right. You're so right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just listening uh, here, on, joining us here on the Am I Worth the Time show, whether it's by Internet or by Facebook, uh, uh, maybe YouTube later on, listen, we want to share with you that uh, in our guest here in the studio is Constable Sandra Lee. And Miss uh, Constable Lee has a scholarship uh, program that is now open. You can contact uh, Miss Lee for the opportunity to share with your kids about uh, the scholarship, Constable Lee First Gen Scholarship. Uh, her number is 817-291-4798. Or you can reach out by email, Constable Lee Scholarship at gmail.com. That's C O N. S-T-A-B-L-E-L-E-E-S-C-H-O-L-A-R-S-H-I-P at gmail.com. Listen, the deadline is May the 31st. The deadline is May 31st. Scholarship award will be granted July the 1st of 2023. All you have to do is submit a biography along with a 250-word essay. And what is your greatest challenge you have ever faced? And how did you overcome it? You do not want. You do not want Miss Lee at the beginning. You pointed out a great challenge. Uh, yes. Already, what people would classify, uh, I guess, we getting over age, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, 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 was that a greatest challenge for you? That it wasn't. I don't see that as a greatest challenge. I. Because I knew it was something that I needed to do, and I knew I was going to get through it. Okay. And I tell people all the time, even at 59, I wouldn't have put my name on that ballot if I thought once I got elected, I wasn't going to get through that academy. So it, it wasn't a, a challenge. Uh, the challenge came from when my dad got sick, and I wasn't able to go visit him, because like, he lived out in West Texas. So with the academy going on, I wasn't able to visit him like I should before he passed. Mm. Uh, and so... What I think my greatest challenge is that the fact that I've been married for forty years. Oh, oh, she just started something. <laughs> Here I go. I'm coming in the door now. She opened the door. But you know what? That's the real blessing. Wait a minute. You got to let her finish. Oh, oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Ahead, That's the ahead. real blessing. When you appreciate you've been married for forty years. That's right. what I'm talking. Yeah. 
Oh. You know what? A lot of oh, women so don't appreciate being I better hush up right there. They, oh, there you go. You know what? The phone should be ringing right now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good because I do appreciate it. Because uh -huh. I mm. understood before I, like I said, before I became constable, I made $33,000 a year. There was nothing I could have done on that 33000 by myself. Got gotcha. you. But because my husband had the job and that came Drop in, the mic. I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> I'm gone. I was Hush, able to do <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm gone. What I wanted to do and... That's why you blessed. And, and that's why I do my best to give him the credit also because a lot of people say, well, Constable, you're doing this, you're doing that. But I could never have done it without him, mm. him being there for me. So I, I do appreciate it. Uh, I do. I really do. Do you ever run across the foolish women that think they can do it alone? I'm going to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> and what device do you give them? You know what? I, I, my thing is, if you believe that you can do it alone, go after. But it's a lot easier with somebody else mm. bes beside you. It, it, when you come home to somebody who you can mm. vent to, mm. you know, when you wake up to somebody that, you know, you know loves you, mm. you know, that makes all the difference in the world. It really does. And uh, we have our moments, but when it's all said and done, we're going to be married forever. Mm. So, and, that's, uh, and that's the part right there. Yeah. We all have our moments. You ain't got no sound effects over there. But, but, oh, you were, oh, let me hit again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and how do you balance that out? How do you balance the constable and the home life? Uh, you know, my husband, he's he's been with his company for 27 years. During the week he's gone. He's an engineer and he travels right, all over right, the. Right. So he leaves Monday morning, comes back Friday. Okay. Uh, but it it's hard sometimes because sometimes when I come home with issues, I want somebody that I can talk to in person, mm. and I can get on the phone and I can tell him. But you know it ain't the same as having somebody to mm. hold your hand. Why 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 you telling them what you've been through? Mm. Uh, I'm the only female constable in Tarrant County. Really? I am. Precinct wow. 7, ladies and Look gentlemen. Precinct the 7. Only, the only female constable. <laughs> wow. I was the first African-American and first female ever elected the constable in Precinct 7. Wow. And I was the first African-American ever elected the city council and mayor pro tem in Kennedale. Oh, wow. Uh, so mm. all that goes hand in hand for a reason. Uh, I, and I tell people all the time, when, when I first got on city council six months in they tried to kick me off and said I violated the city charter hadn't wow. done a thing wow. they knew it and I knew it wow and before it was all said and done they were begging me to let it go then a few months after that they tried to recall me I got past the recall then I became mayor pro tem and so I think what that should show people you don't mess with God's children. Yes, ma'am. Right? Yes, ma'am. That's it. That's it. I had someone tell me, Sandra, you know, you need to be quiet and listen. Is mm. what, you know, they're playing chess while you're playing checkers. Mm. Wow. And so I said, okay. And so about 10 days later, I was elected mayor pro tem and I said checkmate mm. because what that person didn't realize I've been playing chess since I was in the fourth grade so why do you as one black woman to another why do you assume that these people are smarter than are right. smarter than I am right. you know wow. what I'm saying wow. not Sandra what can we do to help you but you know you need to sit back and listen to what these white men are telling you because you know nah, not so much not so much right. and so uh 
this is where I say I get in trouble because this is where I start. You know, people are like, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you got to speak the truth about some things. That's right. And we as black women need to stand behind each other more. Amen. Uh, Amen. A lot of them too busy Amen. fighting in the home and not fighting. <laughs> Put the issue where it should be. Right. So when you was fighting that issue, right, what kept you grounded to say, you know what, I know I'm in a chess game. You may think I'm playing checkers. Right. But I'm, I know I'm about to checkmate you. So what made you stay in there? What made you stay focused? Because I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. Wow. What, that's what, good. When I tell you they, that's good. they couldn't upset me not one time mm. about what was going on. That's good. This is what I love. I'm going to show you who I am. That's mm. good. You know what that's I'm saying? Good. They saw that's me good. as this dumb, angry black woman. Mm. Wow. But the whole time I was over here beating them at their own game. Mm. Wow. And so when I became Mayor Pro Tem, a lot of them was like just about to explode. You know, how did she go from being accused of violating the city charter and then almost being recalled to becoming Mayor Pro Tem? Again, when I tell people, God has me where I'm at. And so when you hear right. me, he, you can't touch me. Can't touch me. You know, you right. can try, but in the end, I'm going to still come out ahead of you because, you know, I got the Lord on my side. And so I think that's what people need to understand. You talk is cheap. People are always talking about God this and God that, but their actions do not match their words. Wow. And, They're and, using and, emotion. Mm-hmm. So I try every step. I try to make sure that my act, actions match my words. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times I don't say anything. I just let my actions show. So that's good. that has been my that's been the thing that keeps me peace of mind. You know? That's yeah. good. You can't beat that. You can't yeah. buy that. Right. That's good. You know, that keep is your good. emotions in check. Keep your peace <clears throat> in check. But a lot of people are led by emotions. Mm-hmm. And emotions bring illogical thinking. Right? And then you're naive to what's really going on. Right. Because you're letting emotions control you. Right? And what I'm hearing from you is you keep yourself grounded. Keep emotions in check. I do. That there are times when... I feel myself building up, okay. but then I have to say, hey, you know, get back in place, get back in place. Like today, something really had me, <laughs> and I said, all right, just <laughs> calm down, just calm down. <laughs> you know, we figure out what you need to do and go do it. And yeah. so, and, and that's what I did. And uh, it's it brings a lot of peace also because uh, it's just when I go home, a lot of times I'm not thinking about things that I'm going through. I have friends who's running for office, so I'm helping her. She's running for uh, Grand Prairie City Council, Jika Williams. That's my girl. Okay. That's my friend. Okay. Uh, Tisha so, Williams. She's yeah, my Jika, okay. yeah, Jika Williams. She's, okay. I mean, she's, oh, she's amazing. Uh, really? She really is. I see the signs, but I don't know of her. I don't know enough of her. Yeah, but she she really is. She's a she's a mediator. Okay. She works for Dallas College. Okay. Uh, I mean, she just she's had this life that a, it would have destroyed a lot of people. Really. Her mom had mental illness, you know, yeah. uh, so she kind of had to raise her two younger sisters, uh, and. Just to think that she got through all this to be where she's at now, I just think she is amazing. And uh, she has my support 100% because anybody who has her as an elected official, uh, 
has somebody who's looking out for their best interest. That's where good. do we go to That's learn good. more about individuals like this? Uh, Jika has uh, pages on Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if she has a website this time. Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Uh, half of that I don't even use. <laughs> <laughs> At 52, half of that I got to block out sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, one, one good thing that happened with COVID for me, mm -hmm. it made me stop. Stop and start researching, read more, because it wasn't just running and gunning and gunning and going, working, right. working, working. It made you sit and stop. So it made me start reading more, maybe on um, black urban channels more. But I still want to know more about individuals like yourself, individuals like Atisha. But I'm trying to figure out where to get it from, because if I'm not on Instagram like most people, you know, where do you get it from? Where do you hear about Constable Lee before you get to the radio station? Uh, but before she answer that, before she answer that, before we go uh, further any further, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you uh, that Constable Lee uh, first gen scholarship, first gen scholarship. We got to go to a commercial. First gen scholarship is available now. Is available now. You can contact Constable Lee scholarship at gmail dot com. Again, that's Constable Lee scholarship at gmail.com or you can call her 817-291-4798 the deadline to get your 250 word essay your deadline is may 31st may 31st may 31st you don't want to miss the opportunity Tarrant County, somebody's listening, share it with somebody. If you're listening on internet, if you're watching by Facebook or YouTube, listen, share it with somebody. First Gen Scholarship is available now. All you have to do, go to Constable Lee Scholarship at gmail.com to get your information and how to get it in, etc. Or you can go you can call her at 817-291-4798. Or you can simply go to the Am I Worth the Time Facebook page and it is posted on that. Get great scholarship. You don't want to miss it. We're going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Hi, this is your host, Pastor Clemens of the God's Warrior Show. Broadcasting live each week on Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Now log on to hear feel good gospel music, inspiration words, and exciting guest interviews. Be sure to log on to God's Warrior Show on Fishbowl Radio Network every Saturday to receive the blessing that you've been waiting for. On Fishbowl Radio Network, jump in. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network 
artwork has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at letstalkrelationships.org, or visit my website at w www.letstalkrelationships.org And remember, you can't heal if you refuse to deal. Right now, we all might feel a little disconnected. For seniors living alone with smaller social circles, feelings of loneliness and isolation can feel overwhelming. But there's something we can all do to help. Connect with your older loved one virtually and have the conversation of a lifetime with StoryCorps Connect. Anyone can conduct an interview, and every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history. Connect, honor, share at StoryCorpsConnect.org slash AARP. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. This is Lady Jackie Holly Bell at the Am I Worth the Time radio show where we reach one, grab one, teach one, to encourage one, and love one. Won't he do it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Am I Worth the Time show. It's your host, Stevie B, and in studio with me is JP, Brother John Powell, and our lovely guest, Constable Sandra Lee. Oh, yeah. And if you just... And if you're just joining us, Constable Lee is our guest today who is talking about the first-gen scholarship. Her and John is just having a real good old time down there. You're looking by Facebook, and the story that she has shared has just been an awesome, 
phenomenal story of from a man listening to this lady to this woman and the ups and downs that she has been through and what she has accomplished uh even when they thought she couldn't do it she has accomplished so jp come on and finish uh talking about this scholarship and let me let's remind the people uh where they can get and find the scholarship well i think we uh we touched the scholarship, and I love the program, right? I love, we, we need to get it some more attention. Right. Right? So right. you said it's on Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook. Where else can we put it? Uh, mm -hmm. I actually, I want to say it's on a scholarship program out, uh, because a lady called me about it, and she said, I'm going to post this for you. I said, great. Okay. So uh, it's really getting out a lot better this year than it has the last two years. Right, right. So uh, I think... Maybe, I don't know, maybe I should do two. Maybe one for first gen and one for just. Well, we're not going to talk you in, in, into anything. I, I, I see you, I see you turning you over a, there. I get it. Yeah, you have a fabulous goal. We, and we understand we it do. now. Because the first thing John said when he got here, he said, uh, well, why first gen? It seemed like it's limited. And I said, well, that's the reason why we'll talk to her about it. I don't right. know. I can't right. answer the I'm question. But you know. uh, we we thank you and listening to your story. You know, it's amazing where people come from on their background and right. how the Lord lead them to certain things. And just listening to your testimony on how it came about, I just think it's phenomenal. And uh, I think a, a young lady uh, uh, said, text me and said, uh, can I apply? And I just said, apply. apply. You let the constable tell you if you don't fit or not. And I, That's it. Because right now, I'm going to say, with the heart she got, she's going to find a way to help you and make something work for you. That's <laughs> it. I am. I am. That's it. Uh, I, you know, I've won a few awards this year for my community service, which is amazing that people recognize that uh, I'm trying to give back to the community. Uh, it's, like I said, it's just where my passions lie. Uh, our kids, they deserve so much better than what they're getting. I I, and, and I tell people all the time, my three kids got six degrees. Not because they're any smarter than any other kid. That's right. Wow. It's because of the home life they had. That's right. They, yeah. and, and so when you take a child and you give them love, it's, they can accomplish anything. You know, they just need somebody behind them telling them that they can do it. Uh, so, and that's my goal. I want to be that person mm. that's giving them that push to you let are. them know yeah. that, you know, they can go as far as they want. Uh the sky is the limit for them. They just have to believe in themselves. That's right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, blessed to be in the presence of you right now. Trust me. Don't be because I am. <laughs> you know? I am. I'm appreciative of just the honor just to be sitting at the table with you because so many people will have a vision and don't use it. Right. So, you know, you, you acting on your vision and staying vigilant <laughs> on your vision, which is amazing. So you got to keep going. I got to, you know, I'm going to ask you to open it up to other okay. kids, but <laughs> I like this one, too. We'll start right here. I'll help we'll you with this one right here. Okay. And you know what? And I will be able to because a lot of people are saying, why don't you take donations to raise more money? And I said, well, if I do that, I'm going to have to change the name. Mm. I said, because, you know, a lot of people will give 
scholarships away in their name. Right. But it's other people who's putting the money up for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So since this is in my name, I just feel like. You control your way. Right. <laughs> and, and, and that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be the one that's putting up the money. Yeah. So when I start taking in donations, because I'm thinking about having like a breakfast or a dinner to raise more money, then I'm probably going to have to change the name uh, to the community scholarship or precinct mm. sevens, you know, but. Mm. It, it, that's just my friend tell me my mind is warped that I can, still, <laughs> <laughs> I can still keep that name and still let people help raise funds but I just feel like that uh then it shouldn't have my name on it if other people are the ones that yeah, you, you donate the money on that one. You, you, you keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. that's all that's what's most important so the the kids itself What's more? What's the most important goal for you for the kid? Is it just the degree? Is it to get them in school, or they finish school, start school? I just want them to realize that they have opportunities. Okay. Uh, because we all know that when the kids start, there are things that might happen that pull oh, them yeah. back. Oh yeah. So, but I just want them to know, and even if they don't finish, that they always have somebody that they can come to. I need them to finish. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but I want right. them to finish the whole journey. Right. You know? yeah. right. Get out of my pocket. Finish the whole journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm loving this. Trust right. me. Right. I, I, and I think that's my biggest thing is just letting them know that they have somebody that they can go to. Okay. Uh, okay. So I, uh, I, I, you know, when I was growing up, I had, my uncle had eight kids. Mm-hmm. 11, 11 and under okay. when his wife passed. Mm. And I, uh, and then another uncle who lived next door, he had four boys when his wife passed. So I'm sitting here watching these eight kids get divided up. Mm. Three of them went to my uncle. Wow. Two of them went to his wife's aunt and uncle, and the three youngest ones went to the grandparents. And the two young middle boys, they went to the uncle and... They were molested that whole time. Uh, wow. The three older boys was raised by my uncle, but he never was really at home. So it was like they was raising themselves. And the oldest boy and myself, we both played basketball, and we would go on trips, and we were supposed to bring our lunch. Because back in right. the day, you know, you didn't stop and have meals, and, and he never had a lunch. So I always made sure that I packed enough for me and him. Uh, and I think it's just watching the struggle that they had that made me realize that they're not the only ones that's having issues. That's right. You know, and so I got into college, and that's where I met my husband. And I remember Blessings. this. this <laughs> mm-hmm, and, but this lady came in looking for babysitters. And I said, I'll babysit for you, and I would have done it for free. She's like, nah, nah, she didn't want me because I was black. So she, she wow. so she let my white friend wow. do it. Well, my white friend was on drugs. She stayed high all the time. Wow. So when she would come and drop the kids off, I would just take them anyway. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. I'd take them. I would feed them because uh, she never brought them mm-hmm. full. They was always hungry when she dropped them off. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, took, I took care of those kids. And, and I just think about my, at the time, my parents were sending me $20 a week. And I would take that twenty dollars and make sure I had money to feed those kids when they mm. came over. So I can't quote, quote a scripture, but I know <laughs> I let my actions 
And I tell people all the time, I couldn't quote a scripture by hand, too. Uh, right. I'll read but, one, but yeah. <laughs> that's but, what I got him for. Don't worry about that. But I, I try the best to let my actions that's right. be my scriptures. That's you, right. you know what that's I'm good. saying? That's good. Well, let me ask you, the that's scholarship good. money itself, mm -hmm. is there any rules or requirements or what they do with the money? Is it for books only? Is it for tuition? Is it Because I know you don't want to see this money just go in the club, right? Well, <laughs> you, you can't say you just want to see this money go out the door. I do not want to see it okay. go out the door. But you know what? Like I said, the three people that I've given it to so far, and I've given it, put cash in their hand. Mm. When they came, I give them their award, put cash in their hand. So I'm going to trust them that they're going to do right by it. And so far, they've all done right by it. That's good. That is real good. And like I said, the one bought a, a computer for uh, uh, The other one, he called me uh, school. One of mom had just passed, and she wanted to go to school to be a a doctor, uh, majoring with cancer because I believe that's where mom passed from. So uh, my thing is, if I give it to you and you don't do right by it, you don't never have to worry about me doing it again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's up to you whether you're gonna do right. That's so good. So when you, if you come back, that's you good. have a better chance of getting right. more help. That's right. good. Right. That's good. So. That's good. Yeah. So you you allow that person to control the money, their their part, really? and how they're going to be blessed from. Because this is the thing we all know that you still got to pay rent. Yeah. you got to buy food. Yeah. you got to pay electricity. You got to yeah. pay water. That's so good. that more that money goes that's to good. more than books that's when it good. comes to college. That's yeah. good. Whatever you feel your need is, that's where you can use that money. That's good. That's, a that's good. Yeah. That's good. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show, we want to thank you, uh, Constable Lee, for taking out your time and your busy schedule to come and share with us your story and your vision and goal as as Precinct Constable 7 as and, and right here in Tarrant County and this awesome scholarship that you uh, have in place and looking forward to the other doors that will be opening. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to encourage you, go to the Amma with the time page and you can get the information that you need uh, to share with some student. Listen, it is Constable Lee first gen scholarship first generation a first gen scholarship students applying must attend a college technical or vocational program within tarrant county high school seniors eligible to apply current tarrant college students eligible to apply must be first generation students in the family to attend college listen you can simply contact her with this number 817-291-4798 again that telephone number 817-291-4798 or you can email her constable lee scholarship at gmail.com again constable lee scholarship at gmail.com the deadline is may 31st listen don't you ignore this don't you ignore this take the opportunity to get the help get the resource you know i know it says first gen i know it says turn counter but you let miss lee tell you you disqualify you That's don't right. never know what you qualify right. for you don't never know you might be sitting down talking to this awesome woman of god who god has moved in her life she might hear 
hear your story. And listen, the good old constable just might open up a door for you. You never know how the Lord will work for you. So I dare tell you, don't stop. Keep pushing. Keep going. Get on now. Apply. Put in your 250-word essay. Come on. You pass it to somebody that you know that's a first gen and that is going to college. But, you know, just reading through the scholarship, um, I noticed um, you said high school seniors are also able to apply, which is big, right? It's not just college students. So right. It's high school seniors that are willing, that are planning to attend college. Right. Correct? Right. Now, um, have they, what's the criteria for the high school senior? They have to have applied to a college or? Uh-huh. Just, they have just, to have applied to a college or a vocational school or, and just show that letter where you applied okay. Okay. Uh, and accept it. Uh, and accept it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and a lot of them, I'm are, already in, a lot of them are already in college because, you know, they right. take, uh, so, courses, yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Listen, in today's inflation, every little bit of help, every oh, little yeah. bit. Now, now, someone shared with me, your son have something going on. Yes, my oldest son. I guess that's who they're referring to. I don't know. what Does he have a program going to? He No, he has a couple of businesses that work with veterans. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. He had a program called Project Vet where he helped the veterans that was getting out of the military okay. get okay. back into uh community life so okay, he okay. would help them and he also helped with making sure that they get the dis- disability benefits so the lee deserve. family ladies and gentlemen is right. just a helping family right. <laughs> yeah one, one shop all one shop all. All right. that's what you want a helping family one stop shop all right he's, he's disabled himself so okay. uh, he just said that he wanted to make sure that you know those who do not have the ability to get out and, and, and find the help that they need that he's able to help them with that. That is good. So, that that's is big because a lot of times, I'm a veteran myself, so a lot of times uh, veterans don't know where to get help, right. real help, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a process. Right. Wow. That's a big process. So mm-hmm. That's a blessing by itself. Again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the Constable Lee First Gen Scholarship, we're going to offer Constable Lee to have some final uh, comments on whatever she wants to share and say uh, concerning about the scholarship and anything at all here. But let, before she comes, let me just remind you that the deadline is May 31st. The get deadline. The kids to apply. The get deadline. The kids is to apply. May 31st. I wish I had one. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm right the deadline is May 31st. And so we're going to allow Constable Lee to share her uh, comments uh, about this scholarship. Uh, to our caller, uh, please stand by. Well, I just want to thank y'all for allowing me to come on today and talk about the scholarship. Uh, like I said, it's just always been a passion of mine to give back. And I, this is a small way to give back. And I think that my goal is that more elected officials will start giving back more to the community that they serve. Yeah. Uh, kids seeing us as elected officials going out to these schools and doing what we can to help them, it makes a big difference to them. Right. It, it makes a world of difference to them. Uh, I was talking to a girl, a girl the other day, and she says, I met you a couple of months ago. I said, I don't remember. And she takes the back cover off of her phone and pulls my constable card out and says, mm. see? And 
she said, I want to go into law enforcement. And, wow. and, and I was just in awe wow. that, you know, because you never know who yeah, you are watching. going to touch. Yes, exactly. and who's watching. So uh, I just think we need to do more as elected officials to give back to the community. I, I just do. Uh, you know, we, we, we get a lot out of being elected officials. And even if we just give a little of that back, it will make a world of difference to our communities. So, again, I do. I have enjoyed being on the show today. I really have. We enjoyed and, and, and meeting y'all. Blessings. So. Yes, ma'am. Thank know, you. Seeing you, um, like you said, the only black woman constable, that's huge by itself. And then, uh, you know, they need to see that. You know, young that, right. girls need to see that. But they also need to see, like you say, uh, um, a woman of... Um, that can manage a household as well, right? And still do it, yeah. And still be successful after forty years of marriage. God, that's a bless. I almost cussed just now. <laughs> well, you know, that is why I ran for constable because when I was a truancy officer, I had a lot of families come to me and say, "Well, my child get in trouble. We have nobody in law enforcement mm. that we can go to." Wow, you, wow. You know, and so I said, wow. "Well, okay, let let's see what we can do to change that." Wow. So now, when things happen, they come to me and say, "Hey, what can you do?" I need some advice about this. I say, well, let me see who I can call and get you the advice that you need. Because me being new to the game, you know, I'm right. just learning. But I know a lot of people that I can now contact when they need help. That's good. And that's so good. that's our thing. We need to be in positions to where we can help our people when they get in trouble. That's now, 50% minority. And, and I get a lot of flack about that, but I said, but the guy before me wasn't getting flack about his office being all white. Wow. So, so why do y'all have an issue with me just making my office represent the community that we serve? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's so, always hard work. It's always hard <laughs> work. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show, we're going to have a little shift here. We have in, in studio Constable Lee, first-gen scholarship. And to apply for this Tarrant County uh, scholarship, you have to be in Tarrant County. The number is 817-291-4798. And then that email is Constable Lee Scholarship at gmail.com. And now I believe on the phone line we have... Have the therapist lady, our show therapist lady. Hello, Miss Lauren. Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all this Monday afternoon? Doing good, doing good. How you been doing? I've been good. We had a whole week out in our annual retreat, our camp retreat. So we were able to get some rest and just enjoy the nature. Well, that is good. That is good. Come on with some of that good therapy for us. All right, praise God. Well, this week I do it. I believe it's our last week meeting here, and I want to talk about something that I think a lot of us as believers and Christians we face it at one point or another, and that's injustice. You know. Okay. So for the listeners this evening, I want you to think about the injustice that you've had to endure, mm. or that you are enduring in life at this present time. And it's sad to say, but a lot of times we face injustice within the kingdom of God. Yeah, with yeah. our own leadership, with our own brothers, our own sisters, and we think, man, this shouldn't be the way it is, but sometimes things happen, and we're faced with injustice. So how do we react? What is our response? How should we go about it? And when we go about it the wrong way, what happens is that bitterness and resentment are rooted in our hearts. Mm. And we may have the justification to why we feel 
this injustice is being done against us. And we may have all the right to feel what we feel, but when we don't deal with those feelings, they take root in our heart. And once they take root in our heart, then the enemy has conquered because what he's done is he's brought division and not just division among the kingdom of God, but division within ourselves towards God. Because we feel like, okay, God, you should have done something about this. How many of you have ever felt that way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what I would like for y'all to do is take a moment and write out in a one sentence a prayer that you have had unto the Lord regarding justice. A prayer that you have said, you know what, I've been praying to God regarding this. And go ahead and write it out. We're going to get to it at the end of the show, but I do want to start off the show by allowing you, the listener, to identify that injustice. Just one sentence. Some of you may have more, but let's just kind of narrow it down to one petition that you may have. And with that said, I want to jump into the word justice. So what is justice? What is the meaning of justice? The meaning of justice is the principle of dealing with what is right, a right action. In the Christian, in the Christian world, in our Christian life, we can relate to the word righteousness, right? So justice is dealing, the principle of dealing in, in the right act. All righty. Dealing in the right act. Gotcha. And so there's another word that we tend to want to get mixed up a lot with. And we say that word is fair. Okay. This isn't fair. <laughs> it ain't fair. The difference between justice and fair is that, is that justice is the principle of the right action. And fair is how we feel when others treat us differently. Okay. Fair is about how we are treated compared to others. So fair and justice is not the same thing. And I think this is where a lot of believers get get it mixed up. Wow. And they feel like this isn't this isn't justice. This isn't when you're really trying to say is this isn't fair. <laughs> and I think that many of us many of us can say life isn't fair. Wow. And that's just a fact of life. Wow. Life isn't fair. But remember, fair is about the emotion of how we are treated compared to others. Justice is the actual principle of what is right, a right action, like morally right, spiritually right, biblically right. That's justice. Good God. So now I want you to look at what you wrote, and I want you to ask yourself, are you dealing with injustice, or is it just something that's unfair? Wow. <laughs> and when you begin to di make the difference in this, you're going to be able to see like, okay, okay, I get it now. This isn't wow. morally wrong. I just don't like how I'm being treated because wow. it's different than what so-and-so is treated. Wow. And that's where these feelings of resentment come in, the feelings of bitterness, and we allow them to take root and it begins to develop and affect our character and how we walk around our daily life because wow. we have this chip on our shoulder feeling like it's just not right and then there's a third word that i want to talk about today and the third word is adversary i think that has it, it explains itself 
adversary. That means something that comes against you, that opposes you, that brings conflict to you. Hmm. And I believe we've all had that word made real in our life. We've had adversaries. We have one or two, but definitely we have a spiritual adversary, which is the enemy, the devil. The Bible teaches us on that. Be watchful because our adversary is looking for someone to devour. So we have that in the spiritual world, but we also have it in the physical world. There's people that will literally come against you in your business, come against you in your marriage, come against you in the in your children's lives. These are adversaries yeah, that yeah. are causing conflict, and they oppose you, and they come against you in your life. So what I want to talk about, now that we cleared up those three definitions, we have a better understanding mentally of these words, because I want to read what Luke chapter 18 says in verses 1 through 3, and it's talking about the widow who goes to a judge asking her to grant me justice against my adversary. This widow went to a judge, and the Bible says that this judge didn't fear God, nor did he care what people thought about him. He was not a people pleaser. He was not someone that was trying to win the votes of people. He was just going to do what he wanted to do. And the Bible goes on to say that the widow went and pleaded with him several times. Not once, not twice, but several times. The widow went and pleaded with him and said, grant me justice against my adversary. She was looking for justice, for the moral correct thing to do against her opposition, against her enemies. Like, grant me this justice because this is happening. And the judge kept turning her away and denying her request until finally the judge says, you know what, give this woman what she's asking for. Just let her have what she's asking for. And this parable in Luke chapter 18, Jesus is using it with his disciples because he's trying to teach his disciples this point. Don't lose heart. Yeah, yeah. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. You may find yourself in a situation that is unjust, and it may feel like you are calling, and you are calling, and everything you request is landing empty. There's not, no one doing nothing for you. No one is fighting your cause. No one is standing in your corner. You may feel like that. How many have ever felt like that? Like you're fighting a battle, and no one is standing in your corner. No one is cheering you on, and no one is trying to be a voice for you. You feel alone. And Jesus was telling the disciples, you're going to feel these emotions at one point or another when you decide to follow me. You're going to encounter these moments, but don't lose heart. Yeah, yeah, Keep praying. Yeah. Always pray. Because if this judge who did not fear God and did not care what people think was able to grant this widow what she requested, how much more not your heavenly father will grant you justice? Yeah. Because God is a God of justice. And I want to pause on here, and I want to focus that God is a God of justice. In other words, he is going to do what is right, yeah. whether you like it or I like it or anybody else doesn't like it. God's still going to do what is right. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do what is just. And a lot of people, we don't pray for justice. Hmm. We pray for revenge. Wow. We pray for self-satisfaction. Wow. To get them, God, get them, get my enemy, pay them back, God, pay them back. And we may not say those words, 
but that may be the intention of our hearts. Wow. And we say, oh, God's going to handle my, oh, I'm going to leave everything to God. I'm going to leave everything to God. God's going to handle it. But with what intentions are we saying that? Mm, mm, are we mm. saying that with the intentions of, hey, God's going to handle it, and I'm going to step back, and I'm going to be okay with how God handles it? Or are we saying God's going to handle it, and you know what, God's going to get you. God's going to get you. And I think that's how a lot of times when we're going through injustice, we feel that we call on God with that attitude. And God is not someone who's going to fight our self-ambition or our self-revenge or our hurt feelings. God's going to do what's just, what is morally correct. But when we understand that he's a just God, we got to acknowledge he's also a God of compassion. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And he's a God that saves. He's a God that redeems. He's a God that restores. And a lot of that can also be seen in our enemies' lives, Hmm. where God will redeem them. God will restore them. God will come and step into their lives if and when they repent and humble themselves. And we may feel like that's not, that's not what I was praying for. (laughs) That's not what I was asking God for. I was asking God for, for justice. But in reality, you were asking God to deal with the unfairness in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened here with the widow. But she persisted. Now, I want to focus on her action that she persisted on pleading. She didn't give up. She kept going to this judge, even though the judge told her no, no, no. I can imagine several times. No, no. She didn't <laughs> let pride kick in. She didn't let this uh, dissolutions kick in. She didn't let depression kick in. She didn't let none of these negative feelings kick in from stopping her from approaching the judge. And that's what I want to tell the listeners. Don't let anything stop you from approaching the throne of God. Help us here. Even when you feel injustice. That's good. Because it's not God against you. God's not the one that's against you. Your relationship with God should always be the priority and the most guarded thing you have in your life. Yes, ma'am. Because man fails you, but not God. Man will fail you, but God will not fail you. That's right. That's right. And in, and in this story, it goes on to show us that God, you know, the judge granted her what she asked for. And Jesus telling the disciples, this is how God will do it. But the Son of God will return. And the question is, will he find faith? Will there be faith among men? And a lot of times it's in the persistence mm. that this is not just, Lord, but I'm going to keep trusting that you are going to handle it when it is your time to handle it. Yes, ma'am. And the thing is to keep moving forward, keep pressing forward, keep walking. Don't give up on trusting God. Don't let the emotion or the injustice that you're feeling draw you away from approaching the throne of God. Continue to approach the throne of God. Continue to approach the throne of God with your plea, with what you're praying for. And just make sure that what you're praying for is for justice. And when you pray for justice, the Bible says that God will come quickly. He will take care of it. And he will handle it. And in the process, our hearts are being transformed. In the process, God is doing something in our lives. And this reminds me of the story of King Hezekiah. When King Hezekiah was ruling, the king of the enemy was taking all the other nations captive. 
and he was taking them and he was enslaving them, taking them captive, taking their gold, taking their families, taking their children. And he wrote a letter to King Hezekiah. <laughs> and in this letter, he, he mocked them. He said, you think your God is going to save you from me? Have you not seen what I've done to the other nations? Wow. Have you not seen how I've enslaved them and I've taken their women and their children? You think your God is going to save you from my strong hand? And basically told him, get ready, I'm coming for you. Yeah. yeah. And the Bible says that King Hezekiah did something that I think all of us should take into example. He took that letter and he spread it upon the temple of God. And he wept and he said, God... Look at what the enemy is saying, God. God, look at what he has said against you. Hezekiah rerouted the attack. He said, this attack is not against me. This attack is against you, God. You, God, are being challenged here because we are your people. And because we are your people, you are being mocked. And you are being challenged, saying that you cannot deliver us. Lord, do something. And Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, wept and cried out to God for his rescue to come and take, to do what needed to be done against his adversary. And the Bible says that God stepped in. That God stepped in and told Hezekiah, Hezekiah, the enemy won't take you captive. He's not going to destroy you and get rid of you like he says he will. And he said, and this is going to be your sign, that for the first year you're going to eat of the fruit that there is. The second year, you're going to eat of the fruit and the fruit that that produces. And on the third year, you're going to eat of the fruit that has been produced, but you're also going to sow new fruit, and that fruit is going to continue to give fruit. And out of this remnant is going to come out a new people. You see, when you are faced with injustice, and you hold on to God, and you hold on to his promises, and you keep trusting him, what the enemy thought he was about to destroy, God says, no. You will not destroy it. You will not get rid of it. And I'm bringing something new out of it. <laughs> Amen. And the, Amen. And the key thing is this. The key thing is this. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Good God so for Almighty. everyone that's listening, every listener tonight, you may be faced with injustice, but don't lose heart. Don't throw in don't the time. Don't lose heart. That's right. That's right. Keep You've got to keep going to the throne of God and presenting, presenting to God where you are at, and he is going to come through. God is faithful. He's faithful and just. Psalms 11 says that the eyes of the Lord examine the whole earth, but his eyes are upon those that are righteous. And those that love violence, he hates them with the passion. God is a God of justice. Amen. One way or another, God's justice will take place in your life you if you go. keep holding on to him. <laughs> wow. So I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage the kingdom of God, the people of God, that you, just because you, you are facing injustice, that's not the end of your story. It ain't over. Thank you. Don't Lord. lose heart. Thank you so much. Tell the people how they can reach out to you. Come on. Definitely. You can reach out to me on my website, RocioLorraine.com. 
And you can also follow me on Instagram at Rocio underscore Lorraine or on YouTube at Face Therapy. Those are the social media platforms where you can reach out to me. There is also one-on-one sessions for women that are going through things and want to not just strengthen themselves mentally and emotionally, but definitely strengthen their spiritual foundation so that they can be resilient in what God has called them to do. Thank you so much, Lauren. We really appreciate you for sharing that show therapy right here on the Am My Worth the Time show. We are so, so grateful for you spending the time with us. We're going to take a break from you, but we'll be back before the end of the year. We'll be asking you to come back to us. You have a lovely week. You hear? You too. Thank you, Brother Bell. It was a pleasure, and it's always been a blessing sharing. God bless Hope you. Hope to see connecting with y'all soon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Right here on the Am I Worth the Time show, ladies and gentlemen, you was listening to Miss Maureen, who was sharing that good old uh, faithful uh, therapy, some faith therapy. You know, all of us, we get, even though you may believe in God, you still sometimes get weak, and we got to have some help with one another. You do know the Lord put us here to be a help to each other. Again, right here, if you're looking on Facebook, you see Constable Chief staying with us. We're getting ready to wrap it up, getting ready to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me remind you to go to the Constable Lee First Gen Scholarship. Constable Lee, apply for it. Get get out there and put your put your two hundred and fifty word essay and biography. Deadline for the scholarship is May the thirty first. They will be awarding of uh, the scholarship to the recipients in July the first. You can contact Constable Lee at eight one seven. Two nine one four seven nine eight. Again, that phone number for Constable Lee is eight one seven two nine one four seven nine eight. Or you can hit her up on the email Constable Lee Scholarship at gmail dot com. Listen, we got to get ready to gotta gotta go. But before we get out of here, we got to tell the Lord thank you for Laureen. Thank you, Constable Lee, for being with us. And we just got to tell the Lord thank you for life, health, and strength. So come on. The local boys, Echo and Harmony from Fort Worth, Texas.
Father Grace
light hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Instead of 